0: I have another fun Christmas special for you this week. I invite you to join me as we venture into the world of glitter, gingerbread, and garlands in a story I call Better Homes and Garlands. Christmas, the season of magic, has a way of transforming even the simplest moments into cherished memories. So grab a cup of cocoa, cozy up by the fire, and let's embark on this festive adventure together. When we look for them, there are renewed Christmas blessings everywhere. On Life Repurposed, you'll find a blend of practical wisdom and biblical inspiration that's designed to help you navigate everyday life with faith, purpose, and hope. We focus on personal and spiritual growth with a range of topics from improving your relationships and discovering your purpose to setting and achieving goals, plus, tools and resources to help you live your repurposed life. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn the author of books and Bible studies about finding hope in the trashy stuff of life. This week, I'm continuing to celebrate the launch of a brand new Christmas book with one of my chapters from the book that I'm going to share with you. This is a collection that I published that has fiction, nonfiction, and poetry from 26 other contributors along with my work. And you're getting one of the chapters right here today. Before I dive in, let me tell you a little bit more about the book this is from. It's part of the Life Repurpose series of compilations, and this is from a book called Renewed Christmas Blessings. So I'll tell you a little bit about the book, and then we'll get going with that chapter. Embrace the wonder of the holiday season as you discover hope, faith, and love in unexpected places. Renewed Christmas Blessings is a book of short stories, poems, and heartfelt essays. This inspiring compilation from Michelle Rayburn and 26 contributors weaves together the magic of the holiday season with tales of hope, resilience, and faith. Whether you're cozying up by the fireplace or seeking the perfect thoughtful gift, Renewed Christmas Blessings showcases a variety of captivating voices that will inspire and uplift. Inside, you'll discover anecdotes that beautifully showcase God's transformative power and grace, reminding us that even in the darkest times, light can shine through. Some of the accounts will remind you not to take life too seriously. You'll find delightful poetry that illuminates the profound connections between Christmas hope and a transformed life, plus a little humor personal experiences of finding purpose and renewed faith during the holiday season in good times and hard times. You'll discover reminders that even in life's most challenging moments, God is at work and blesses us with indescribable peace and joy. Renewed Christmas blessings is the perfect gift to inspire perseverance in the difficulties as you celebrate the true significance of Christmas through these stories, essays, and poems. Let the true spirit of Christmas shine brightly in your heart. You'll find renewed Christmas blessings wherever books are sold. Oh, hi there, friends. I present Better Homes and Garlands. Christmas is that time of year when the scent of evergreens and gingerbread and peppermint fill the air. Armed with glitter and glue, we don our aprons. We break out the holiday binder filled with to-do lists and spreadsheets, systems that could rival NASA's mission control. It's when women attempt to be June Cleaver and Martha Stewart all rolled into one while simultaneously creating better homes and gardens-worthy houses, curating fairy tale experiences, and cultivating model children. This will inevitably include wrangling a family dressed in matching sweaters into an arrangement perfect for a Christmas card photo. Once upon a time, I'd have been honored to be called Michelle the Multitasking Marvel for my endeavors to become a baking genius, gift-wrapping virtuoso, and a decorating diva. Christmas has always held a magical appeal for me, with the twinkling lights, the pine garland and wreaths, marvelous fragrances, and gentle snow. Growing up with Wisconsin winters has an uncanny way of turning a girl into a hopeless romantic. Or perhaps, a living, breathing Hallmark movie trope. Our movie, which could be titled A Spouse for Christmas, goes something like this. Small-town teen farm girl meets shy, curly-haired boy at church. Girl eventually goes off to college in the big city, and boy considers breaking things off to let her pursue her dreams. Girl returns home to intern at local hospital. Boy and girl exchange vows a few days after Christmas at the little church where they first met. Falling snow keeps some guests from attending the wedding, but it doesn't stop boy and girl from driving three hours in a blizzard to a quaint Victorian inn for their honeymoon arriving with girl still wearing her lace hat and dress. They lived ever after, not always happily, but always in love. Phil and I chose Christmas for our wedding, mostly because I wanted the ambiance, and I would be on break between college semesters. We were also flat broke, and a Christmas wedding would mean the church was decorated far in advance with all the magnificence of the season. I handmade some fabric and lace bows and wooden heart ornaments to include on the trees at the church and helped the decorating crew the weekend after Thanksgiving as they stapled pine boughs to plywood donuts and attached white lights to make the most gorgeous giant wreaths. We made piles of bows from paper ribbon. Remember that stuff? Attached pine boughs to form a garland along the ceiling on the platform and poked even more boughs into sand-filled planters, filling them to overflowing with pine, baby's breath, and poinsettias. When you live rurally, a pickup load of cut pine branches costs nothing but effort. That simple but elegant, budget-friendly celebration set the tone for the Christmases to come, at least for a while. In our newlywed years, I designed themed Christmas trees. In Martha Stewart style, I handmade most of my own decorations, and each year I crafted additional ornaments to expand my coordinated collection with hopes of achieving better homes and gardens perfection. One year, I decided to decorate the tree with homemade gingerbread cookies, so I spent an afternoon in my kitchen cutting out several batches of hearts and stars and gingerbread men. I poked holes in the tops as they came out of the oven and strung ribbon loops through each hole. I let them dry for a few days, and after they had reached the concrete stage, they were ready to hang on the tree. I stood back to admire my work of art when I was finished. Excluding the shabby tissue paper angel at the top, this was my most attractive tree yet, and the mingled smell of pine and cinnamon permeated our home. I envisioned Martha nodding with approval. Over the next few days, I had a terrible time keeping the cookie ornaments on the tree. Each morning when I woke, I found several ornaments on the floor. "'Phil, are you playing jokes on me?' I asked after a few mornings. "'He liked to do stuff like that to me all the time.' "'No?' "'Well then, you have to stop bumping into this tree,' I accused. "'You keep knocking the decorations off.' I replaced the three cookies from the floor. "'It isn't me,' he defended. "'Maybe your cookies are too heavy.' (laughs) "'Whatever.' "'One morning, as I looped the string back on a branch, "'I noticed that one of the cookies had been embossed "'with a little fringe of scratching around the edges. "'Honey, what is this?' I asked. "'Looks like teeth marks.' "'Teeth marks!' I dropped the cookie as if it had burned me. "'Martha never warned of this prospect.' "'Well, I've possibly seen something dark and furry "'run into the register a few times.' When Phil says he possibly saw something, it means he did see something. He likes to break bad news gently. I shivered at the thought of a greedy mouse climbing around in my tree, sliding down the branches, and riding a cookie to the floor. The audacity! While I was sleeping! Set a trap, please! Christmas Perfection took a back seat when my two boys were old enough to help decorate the tree. We went for the clumpy effect. Wherever they could reach, they clustered a bunch of ornaments. And it took things to a new level when they started bringing home, quote, artistic pieces to add to our ornament collection. They made oodles of creative things at Sunday school, those Oriental Trading Company catalog pieces that have a spot for a child's photo in the middle of the foam snowman assemblage. Many have school pictures of my children at various ages, and most are fashioned from construction paper, popsicle sticks, wobbly eyes, glitter sequins, fuzzy pipe cleaners, macaroni, and excessive amounts of dried glue. Ornaments the size of paper plates, marshmallow snowmen, handprints. These treasures are the inspired art projects of teachers who, no doubt, wanted to ensure that I'd have boxes of goodies to pass off to my children when they left home someday. Perhaps those teachers knew that someday I'd shed a tear every time I put that one-eyed toilet paper roll reindeer on the tree when the empty nest meant decorating the branches alone. Gone are the popcorn strings, the mice like those too, and vanished are the construction paper chains. Michelle, the multitasking marvel, has also left the building in her place a new model. Michelle, the minimalist maven, This 2.0 version of the bride of 30-something years ago knows that even Santa had a team of reindeer to help him out. She favors fuzzy slippers, peppermint mocha, and vanilla woodwick candles that crackle. This version knows the real magic of Christmas lies in the laughter, love, and the occasional wonky-looking gingerbread house. She knows that being gloriously imperfect is great news because the light of the world invites us to become people who reflect His perfect light. While I bask in Jesus' magnificent grace, He renews something in me—hope. One of my favorite verses is Isaiah 61.3. As a fan of all things repurposing, it reminds me that the biggest renewal of all happened when Jesus came into the world— To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. The ashes, a symbol throughout the Bible of mourning, were placed on foreheads after removing their head covering. Some translations of that verse speak of the crown of beauty as a garland, a symbol of glory put back in place as a head covering. Jesus came to restore to bring his people better homes and garlands well actually better hopes and garlands he would later quote the same passage saying he came to bring good news to proclaim that captives will be released that the blind will see that the oppressed will be set free luke 4:18 what he did for israel he does for me too he restores he releases the oppression of whatever binds me As the glitter settles and the scent of cookies lingers, I pause to remember that amid traditions and memories, perfection was never the goal. Christmas is, and will always be, a celebration of hope and grace. So I embrace the season with an open heart and without an agenda. The miracle isn't in how much I can do, it's in how much He can remake me to become like Him." I hope you enjoyed that chapter for renewed Christmas blessings. I encourage you to take a moment to reflect on your own holiday traditions and the beauty found in the imperfect moments. In the midst of the twinkling lights and the scent of gingerbread and the hustle and bustle of holiday preparations, it's easy to lose sight of the true essence of Christmas, just like I did and have done multiple times throughout the many years. While decorating and baking and all that busyness of the season hold their own charm, I'm encouraging you today to refocus your hearts on the central figure of this celebration of Christmas, and we all know the Sunday school answer is Jesus. And yet, isn't it so easy to forget amid the glittering ornaments and beautifully decorated trees? It's so easy sometimes to forget that the real story of Christmas begins with a humble manger in Bethlehem. Jesus, the light of the world, entered our lives in the simplest and the most profound way. His birth signifies hope and love and the promise of redemption, a message that transcends the material trappings of the season. And so I'm always reminding myself to go back to those roots, to let go of the things that distract me, and really to find a life repurposed in getting to the basics of Christmas. So amid the holiday chaos, if that's part of your life, I encourage you to carve out some moments of stillness and reflection. The real gift of Christmas is not in the perfectly wrapped presents or flawlessly decorated homes, but it's in the presence of loved ones and the timeless truth that a Savior was born for us. This season calls us to slow down, to savor the quiet moments, and to turn our gaze toward the manger where the child was born to bring joy to the world. So as you walk through this season, the weeks that are remaining before Christmas, I encourage you to join me in being intentionally centered on the message of love and grace and hope that Christ's birth brings. By focusing on Jesus at Christmas, we bring that message of the true meaning of the season to others, but mostly we allow His light to shine through all the tinsel and distractions. We allow His love to bring warmth to our hearts and radiate to others, and that permeates every celebration we have. So embracing that simplicity in the nativity story, I hope you find a deeper and more fulfilling joy that extends far beyond the pleasures of the holiday hustle. Thank you so much for joining me today. You'll find the show notes for this episode at michellerayburncom 180 there I will have the summary of the notes from today. I will also have a link to the Renewed Christmas Blessings book. And we are having a party right now celebrating the book, and it's on Facebook. And I've been putting out a bunch of free resources there, some printable things. There have been some drawings, and if you're listening to this when it releases, the party is not quite done, so you can still get in on some of those drawings. But if you miss them, no worries, because the free downloads will always be there. So I will link to that party so that you can get those as well. I'd love to hear from you too. So I invite you to email me or send me a message on any of the social media platforms where you find me and tell me how your holidays are going. Where have you found new meaning? Where have you slowed down and paused to reflect? I want to hear how your Christmas repurposed is going as well. Thanks friends. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to Life Repurposed. If you'd like bonus resources sent to your inbox each week, be sure to sign up at michellerayburn.com.